What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to SSPN. We got our shooting guard breakdown, Ethan. But before we get into any of that, how you doing, my guy? I'm good, dude, but I keep getting cursed. This podcast, if, for the people that have been here for like longer than, what, four or five months, yeah. my lights keep going out. My light literally just went out, so that's why I'm in the darkness here again. San Marcos, Dallas, doesn't matter. They're going out for you, bro. They're going out for me. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully, I can get this one fixed sooner than the last one. The last one, I was out of light for like five podcasts in a row. I was just darkness. Oh, my gosh. I'm forgetting about that now. Just <laughs> but you're reminding darkness. me. That's right. Oh, my gosh. What a stretch. What yeah. a stretch. A, uh, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Dude, I'm still messed up from last night watching that LSU game. I got to just be completely honest. I know that this is a Spurs show, but that was just wild. So I'm still kind of recovering from that. Um, but anyways, that's nuts. That was definitely, that. that is an arc in SSPN history. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. That, that will be forever remembered. But I guess it's technically made a return. Technically, hopefully <laughs> a brief return, a cameo. But aside right, from man. that, we get yeah. been good. How about you? Uh, pretty good you know i yeah there was the game last night but i love college football so much and it was a crazy game so you know you just gotta you gotta take the w's where you can but anyways man let's get into these spurs because last time before we even get into the shooting guards let's just talk about the roster again because one we've had people sign since then and we forgot like a couple people last time because they aren't listed like technically on the website when i was going there there are some people that are listed but not all of them so I'm going to go ahead and go over to Noah Magaro George's Twitter because he tweeted out um, the actual like full roster. So I'm pulling that up right now. But we have like plus of 20 guys, like more than we even thought before. And I just kind of want to go through it completely before we start today because it's just nuts. Yeah. So the the Portland Trailblazers six hours ago just signed cake, just signed Kaycock. So Kaycock will not be on the roster, which we felt like after seeing him on the website last night, uh, or I say last night, last stream. Um, and I'm trying to find this still, but like that was not, you know, completely accurate. Of course, I'm getting, I have to log in right now. Come on, man. The Kaycock Eubanks combo in the front court <laughs> is going to be deadly. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Well, the thing is, is that Kaycock's getting an exhibit 10. So that means mm-hmm. he's probably going to be a part of their G League team. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, well, I'm, now I'm having to go to Safari to pull this up because I'm not logged in on Google Chrome. <sighs> but Kaycock, we need, we need the Kaycock Eubanks um, combo in Portland at some point this year. <laughs> Did we I'm ever get that excited. last year? I don't think so. I don't think they ever played together. No. We did get Yock and, uh, or not Yock, we got Jock and, and Eubanks a little bit. Which was pretty and, fun. Yeah, yeah. And and Zach Collins and Jock, I think. Yeah. Um, so we, we did get some funny stuff. It didn't work out. But <laughs> okay, here we go. Finally found the tweet. And I think I can actually screen share. That's right. I figured out how to do that last time. So let's let's go ahead and do that. Here we go. I wanna no, no, I need a window. There we go. Let's go ahead and share that. Can you see it? Not yet. Oh, that's because I haven't turned it on. There what it a is. concept. What a concept. What a concept. All right. We'll just keep this. Wait, wait. Can we do this? Yes, yeah, we can. Let's wait, roll wait. with that. Let's roll with that. Okay. So, well, actually, I don't even need to be on this tab. Okay. So, we got Dom Barlow on the two-way and Jordan Hall on the two-way. And then this is the rest of the roster. Jeremy Sohan, Malachi Branham, Blake Wesley, Josh Primo, Devin Vassell, Trey Jones, non-guaranteed. 
um, Romeo Langford, Keldon Johnson, Joe Wieskamp. I don't know who the Attaway guy is. I, I've never heard of him, but we signed him to an Exhibit 10. This is why we're doing this. Uh, Isaiah Roby, Tommy Coos, did remember him. Not last episode, but actually remember hearing yeah. that. Um, Zach Collins, Elise Johnson, Keita Bates-Diop, Jakob Pertl, Gorgie Jang, Doug McDermott, Jay Rich. So all those Exhibit 10 guys are probably going to go to Austin because um, that's basically what I looked into it. it that's, I mean... There's more to an Exhibit 10 contract. I don't know all the details, but basically it means like you can be on the training camp roster and then still be able to go to the G League. Like you have that opportunity. You also have an opportunity to make the team, um, but I don't really think no, any of those. Do. Like, honestly, I think like Keita Bates would beat out Elise Johnson for the four spot like because yeah. Elise Johnson can't shoot at all. So, um, and he's 6'8". So those guys will probably be in Austin. Um, and then that would leave, let's see, we got Sohan, Branham, I'm going to count here. You, you got to count for me, Ethan, okay, okay, I'm, okay. Bad at, I'm bad at math. Sohan, Branham, Wesley, Primo, Devin Vassell, Langford, Keldon Johnson, Joe Wieskamp, Isaiah Roby, Zach Collins, Jakob Pertle, Jay Rich, Doug McDermott, Gorky. So that's that means 14. we would have we'd have one more spot left, which I would say is probably going to be Trey Jones. But I think also there's a chance that maybe I don't know maybe Keita Bates beats out like Romeo Langford or something. That's probably the battle. Remember, uh, we didn't think Keita Bates was going to do it last year, and what and did he, he did. do? He kicked the first round pick Luca Samanich off the team. That's true. I don't know and if, man, Lang- if Langford like- can't shoot. I mean, we already have so many guards. You know what I'm saying? That that's why I'm so excited about this preseason yes. because we're really gonna see like a legitimate like this preseason matters. Like usually we like run through the the motions and we don't really care. But like like you're saying, this is gonna be Romeo Langford versus Keita Bates Diop, Trey Jones versus whoever. I think Trey Jones is pretty much guaranteed. I think so too. I really, I know he's non-guaranteed because of his contract, but I feel like he's more safe than, yeah. Honestly, Wieskamp and Langford. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, Wieskamp, Wheezy's safe. I think Wheezy's safe too, but like if you know what I'm saying, like if it came down to having to cut somebody, because that's the other thing. Look at the look at the reply that Noah put on there too, and that's NBA teams can carry 20 players during the offseason, so San Antonio must waive someone before the Jordan the Jalen Attaway signing becomes official. Mm. They will have to cut the roster down to 15 standard contracts and a pair of two contracts by the start of the 2023 20 or the 2022 23 season. When I hear that, I'm like once again maybe jay rich gets moved i mean i don't even know dude it's so weird it's so interesting but it seems like it seems like there will be like one other move that we'll have to make before the start of the season in order to just be like feasibly get down numbers wise unless we're just going to cut people which we could do that's what we did last year but i feel like this year we have people we can like like there's a difference between cutting jay rich and alfaru kaminu you know what i'm saying yeah i don't think we'd cut jay rich Mm -mm. we'd trade him yeah it's weird though because like Keita Bates, we like, and the coaches like, and the teammates like him. And as far as I know, he likes being in San Antonio. And it's not like he's been a... And it's know, a minimum contract that we can take. Yeah, and he's been helpful. Like, he hasn't yes. just, like, sat on the bench the entire time. He gave Braun 30. 
gave Braun 30. He's played meaningful minutes, and he's in, he's playing a position that, if we're, especially if we're not going to give Sohan an opportunity right off the bat, he's yes. playing a position that we need help at. Experienced. So, yeah, all, the, all that stuff. So, I don't know. I'm surprised we, we do have Gordon Isaiah Roby, though. Yeah, that's true. We do have Isaiah and, Roby. But, but what you just said is another good point, because it's like, maybe you'd rather have Gorgie Jang, or you'd rather have Kieda Bates than Gorgie Jang. Yeah, but then why would we have signed Gorgie Jang anyway? Like at yeah, all? Yeah, exactly. But we're going to keep Gorgie Jang because we signed him. And that's kind of the same thing with Wieskamp, too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's some people you can read into, and there's some... I mean, I don't know. We claimed Isaiah Roby off waivers. I mean, I still think he's a better four than some other pieces on the roster, but... I would maybe Keita Bates beats him out. <laughs> like who maybe knows? he does. I would rather a trade go down, but I don't think we're going to see a trade before the season starts. I think it's just too early. I don't. I don't see that. Which happening. means we'll probably have the same thing as last year, where people get yeah. cut. Yeah, or one guy gets cut. Yeah. Which. Okay, so we signed. We signed Weezy. But the weird thing is, is wasn't Romeo just in the TikTok? Yeah, they were almost all of them were. They were all like being promoted okay. on the Spurs TikTok page and they were all actively participating in a community charity event for the Spurs. So it's like there's none of that but read between the lines kind of stuff that we were trying to do last year where we were like mm-hmm. he's not in the post that means he's gone. Like it, there's <laughs> yeah. none of that. They were all helping. Even Elise Johnson was helping. Like oh it's it's God. y'all adults it makes me odd hours a little. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's a great point. For Eric's always been in here, an OG yeah, on shout out, Eric. We appreciate you, my guy. For those that are listening on podcast, Eric said, "Yo, y'all's adulting hour or uh, y'all adulting makes for odd hours." LOL, which is which is very yeah. true. <laughs> to various but, thanks for being in here too. Yes, we appreciate you. We know you're asking about the starting PG. Um, we said that last episode. It'll probably be Trey Jones uh, or Josh Primo. Um, you can go check that one out where we kind of do yeah. the full breakdown on that. Um, and in that, we also kind of go over the roster. But as you'll see, if you watch that episode, <laughs> we uh, missed some things a little bit. So we just went off the Spurs website and they still had Kaycock listed. But it was weird because they had some other people listed too. So yeah. Anyways, Tommy Coos and Jalen Attaway starting this year or what? I don't know about starting, uh, but meaningful minutes. <laughs> meaningful oh role player gosh. minutes. Yeah. I'm joking. We'll have to see. In Austin. <laughs> yes, in Austin. In Austin, yes. <laughs> any, any kind of final thoughts on this roster? Man? Like, I would say probably I feel, it feels like, okay, this is kind of the point. Somebody's going to get cut, and it's probably going to be one person. I would say, honestly, it's probably between Langford and Isaiah Roby. Really? I think, I think it's Kata. <laughs> I unfortunately think it's Kata. That's a good point. Like it's one of those situations. Okay, no, where it's, it's like, definitely him. Yeah, because it, it, Roby's probably better than him. Roby's younger, better. definitely better. Plays yeah. similar role and then bigger. Langford still, despite kind of not having any improvement, still has more upside and is and on a nice deal and has more trade value. And so maybe like, in in Chip's last his final hour. Yeah. <laughs> he gave Romeo Langford a jump shot. And he, and I think he, oh. it could be a situation too where at the deadline we make some moves and then we just go kind of pick him back up again. <laughs> like, like we trade some guys for picks and we're like, we need some depth. Uh, uh, Sign Keita Bates. Yeah. <laughs> Get Keita Bates back and then we're set. Like, because moves are coming, but yeah. 
Yeah. Not yet. What's up, RR210 Texas? We appreciate you being in here. Another SSPN OG. Um, but let's go ahead and get into these. Well, let me turn it <laughs> oh, off. Oh, wow. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into the shooting guard breakdown, Ethan. Yeah. Um, obviously, the roster's weird. <clears throat> but and, and on top of the roster being weird, that kind of falls into us having to kind of pick these positions, which we really don't know where they're going to play them because it feels like with all the switchability, who knows what the lineups are going to look like. But for today's episode, we went with Devin Vassell, Josh Richardson, and Malachi Branham. So let's talk about Devin. Um, I think I mentioned in the other episode that he's kind of who I'm looking out for whenever it comes to having that kind of breakout year that Keldon had last year. Um, what are just kind of your thoughts on Devin going into the year? I'm excited for Devin. We've all seen him on social media. He's been in the lab. He's getting stronger. He looks like he has a man body now, but he still has that length and athleticism that we, we all love. We forgot to talk about Primo. We got to talk about that. Oh, we talked about it last episode. How? No, no, no. How he yoked he is. I thought we talked about that already. Did we not? No, that happened after. Oh, okay. He also yeah, that happened yoked. like this week. Like that was crazy. Was his girlfriend? Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, Devin looking stronger. Um, so I expect a big boost offensively from Devin because we're going to be depending on him and Keldon probably for the majority of our scoring. Um, I predicted Devin Dejounte Murray's. And Kelvin Johnson's stat line last year. So I'm gonna try this again. I'm gonna try this again. I'm gonna try to go three for three. I think he's <laughs> gonna average 17 or 18 points a game, probably five rebounds, three assists, and a steal. I think um, that's 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 pretty solid, honestly. I think so too. I think he will kind of take over for where, what we had in Dejounte last year, where when our half court offense wasn't working. It's kind of give him the ball, clear out, and let him kind of go to work, pull up mid-range jumpers. That's like where his bread and butter is. He likes that kind of old-school shooting guard post-up game. Um, we've talked about six, it kind of like – Being 6'7 helps. He's got that long wingspan. He can shoot over the top of anybody. Um, so that's what I would see from him. And then, of course, his defense just continuing to improve and being that like defense, all-defensive type player that we, we all think he can be. Um, yeah, definitely going to hoop. It's going to go crazy. Yes, I, I think he's going to have, uh, like I said, kind of like that same Keldon year where they just break out. There's really not too much to say other than what you just said. Um, obviously, he's a reliable shooter from the mid-range or the outside. Um, I guess if we can talk about one thing that maybe like he could improve on is just his inside scoring, like driving to the basket a little bit more. Um, obviously, you know, Putting on some muscle is going to help a lot with that because before, yeah. you know, he was much more slender. So going inside, you know, to stay on the court for a whole season, that's not necessarily, you know, the best idea for somebody uh, with his frame last season. But now that he's, I mean, how old is what? He's got to be 21, 22 now. So growing into that man's body a little bit more. Um, and definitely the picture we saw earlier in the off season uh, seemed like a good sign. So, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say this because it just it just scares me, but I don't know. If he's really like yoked like that, maybe there's a chance we even see him at the four this year. I really doubt it, but I no. could just see Pop No, okay. That's crazy. I if he yeah. I mean it's probably not gonna happen, but like imagine, dude. Imagine they put him out there because he's six seven. Oh my god. With Kelvin oh, Kelvin no. Okay, that wouldn't happen. I don't, maybe maybe ever, it will. I <laughs> We're trying not. to lose. 
or Sohan at center. No, that's okay. That that is a little bit outrageous, though. He's gonna play the two and the three most likely. But the point is, having that um, that added strength is gonna help with developing more of that inside game moving forward. Um, mm. You know, it, it's he's the other kind of high draft pick, really before Primo. Like he's the highest draft pick we've had in recent memory. Um, so just excited to see his jump. I mean, if you think about where he was picked and where Keldon was picked, obviously Keldon was a steal, but like still, um, yeah. Who knows how high his ceiling can be because no, I'm not going to say that, Hmm. but there, there might be, there might be, it might be reminiscent of a former player that we've had who played small forward and was really good at defense and then came into his offensive game and started taking things over. Do you remember that person? I remember that person and he was Mm -hmm. skinny when we drafted him and now Mm -hmm. he's probably the most yoked small forward aside from LeBron James. Yep. So fingers crossed that that's what happens, but he's actually a better person than that person. That yes. We to. Yes. We will not mention them. Knock on wood. Um, Point is Devin should have a breakout year. I wish I had like more to contribute, but I mean, I think everybody kind of knows after watching these years, I mean, he's got so much defensive potential. He's got so much offensive potential. Now he's going to have the opportunity. Will he capitalize? I think, and that's when, like why you said 17, five and three, I think that's, like when I said that's solid, it wasn't even like, oh, that's solid for him. Like, I think that's a really solid guess because mm-hmm. he'll probably be the number two scorer next to Keldon. Um, and I mean, he's going to be what? Well, okay. Not the most experienced guy. Cause there'll be, there's a lot of the vets, but like of the young guys who are going to be the leaders of the team moving forward, he's kind of going to be the second most experienced behind Keldon. Um, so yeah, it's it's his opportunity, and I think with his rebounding ability, with his height, um, I think that five rebounds is good. And then of course, you know, he's not really going to be a facilitator, obviously. Um, yeah. But with the way the Spurs' offense moves, I like the assists, and then of course with his defensive ability, I think he'll pop a steal in there too, like you said. Dude, what I'm excited about and this is more of a team thing, but I saw who was it? RR. He said that he felt like Dejounte held the team back at times. I understand where he's coming from because DJ was was kind of a ball stopper. He was a ball stopper out of necessity, though. I feel like not because necessarily he wanted to be a ball stopper, but just because we couldn't get a basket, so he would just take it upon himself to do that. The but team wasn't young good guys, enough. Yeah. Devin, Keldon, Primo, they've kind of come up through the system together. And last year when DJ was hurt and we had Trey Jones at point, we really kind of flashed back to that old-style San Antonio Spurs basketball. Where it was just mm-hmm. constant movement, screen and roll, cutting, screen and roll, cutting. The ball never, you know, was in some one person's hands for longer than like two seconds. Mm. So I'm hoping we kind of get back to that. Um, I agree. Yeah, that's another. That's interesting. I didn't think about that really, but we should move the ball a lot more this year without DJ. Yeah, for sure. Because not one, the only person that's like an ISO scorer is Devin. Yeah. Like really, everybody else kind of gets their baskets based on, you know, running half court sets or in, in, in the full court or, you know, just being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So our man, Emmett Miles, you know, he kind of took away what I was going to say next. You know, it is true that he, that he is in DeJounte was good for us and was a ball stopper. Trey moves the ball much, much better. And that's what I was thinking about. You're going to really have that like true point guard and Trey Jones facilitating everything. Um, so I mean, if he's out there at that that first unit, they're going to be moving the ball a lot more. And Jakob's an underrated passer too. I That's feel like we're going to run. Well, a lot as a of big, he's through. one of the better. Yeah, 
We're going to run a lot of the offense through Jakob, I feel like. But we'll get to that when we do the center breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see specifically, just to add on to that more, I can see a lot of, you know, handoffs at the elbow or just him at the elbow and us, you know, running around off, you know, off ball screens, whatever it is, um, to try to get somebody open because he, he's definitely one of the better passing big men in the league. Um, I know not on one of the better teams in the league, but <laughs> if yeah. we're going to be objective, that's the truth. Um, so our man, Bobby February, got to give a shout out to him. What's good guys. I'm at work right now, painting a fence. It's hot. Stay cool. Always. Yeah. Listening. We appreciate you listening. Even at work, my guy, Let's sure. see our man, King J. So really the only thing that you missed, we were just talking about um, the roster a little bit and how there's like, 34 people going into training camp <laughs> not not actually but that like we so many people, somebody we're we're gonna have to cut somebody but the thing is surprisingly it's actually probably just gonna be one person and then the rest of the exhibit 10 guys and two-way guys are just gonna you know go to austin so we made a lot of signings this year i think this is the most austin spurs signings we've made in an off season which considering the year that we're going into makes sense smart move yeah <laughs> try and find a diamond in the rough yep all right, our man M- ML Miles says, the funny thing is that DJ was a willing passer most of the time. He just looked for his shot more than most people on the team, which that that is true. He was a willing passer, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, with with also the situation last year, like, and I think he was trying to win as many games as possible, like, he just kind of had to do that too. So. Yeah, yeah. And there's a difference between getting assists and being, and making the, the hockey assist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like DJ had a lot of dub offs and a lot of like you know, drawing to and just kind of handing it off to the guy next to him who scored. But anyway, we'll move on. Yeah. And this kind of just getting back to that, I think ML Miles might have came in after this. So this is the great point. Who do you guys have the options at the two? So many guys that can play multiple positions. And that's why, you know, we talked about Jevin just a second ago. And the other two that we're going to roll with are Jay Rich and Malachi Branham. So let's talk about Jay Rich a little bit. Ooh, what do you got, Ethan? I forgot about, we forgot about somebody. We can okay. talk about Jay Rich, but Wheezy. Yes. The one thing I will say about Wheezy, although he will play the two, is I think they're going to play him at the three more. Um, okay. Just because... We can say literally, literally, just because he's 6'6". Six, six. Like, he's just he's just taller than, uh, um, Malachi. Than, Jay, than Jay Rich and Malachi. Like, that's yeah. literally my only reasoning. We'll see him too, but just for the purpose of this breakdown where we pick, you know, 15 players at each position, or three players at each position... Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? But but we will see Wee's camp at the two. Um, talking about Jay Rich, and this is another thing. I mean, maybe Jay Rich gets moved, and then, or I mean, I, I really doubt we release him. But maybe he gets moved, and then that you know opens up Weezy to be the backup too. Um, so we'll have to see. But talking about Jay Rich, obviously we mentioned it. You know, if you guys listened last season, we loved what he brought to the table. He came in, you know, shot forty percent splits for us in multiple different categories um, and just really kind of gave us some juice and some energy that it felt like we really needed. And as much as we dearly love Derek white, um, you know, he, he just kind of fit the team better as more of an off ball three and D spacer. Yeah. I love Jay rich dude. I really don't want to move him. Like I kind of want to just keep him as a depth guy for the rest of his career because he gets mm-hmm. along with everybody so well. And he He's can not- fit in on any team. Any team. He's a defensive-minded three-point sniper with underrated playmaking ability. He doesn't need the ball, but if you need a basket, he can also kind of do that for you. Because it, remember him in Miami? He was like 
an 18, 19 points a game guy. Like he was mm-hmm. borderline all-star in Miami. And he just had a couple of years where it was a struggle. And now he's in San Antonio. It feels like he found a home, gets along with Pop. I, I want to keep him, but it's one of those things like, do you keep him and let him take a spot away from a Malachi or a, or a, um, I'm blanking Blake on Wesley. his name. Blake Wesley. Like, do you let him he's do six that? Four. He can play the combo guard too, right? Exactly. And yeah, how much could you get from him? Could you get two first? I don't know if you could get two first. Maybe one, mm-hmm. maybe. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's probably, it's going to be some picks package. I, I think we could get like a 2028 lottery protected first for him. Maybe somebody out there is willing to give us, you know, a first round pick down the line, like the Lakers or something. Also, they just traded for Mike Conley. Did they? Yes. Yeah, like I saw that, and unless it was a meme post, I'm pretty sure that that's true. I didn't get a notification. Let me see. Yeah. So keep talking. I'll look this up. No, yeah, because I'm very curious about that too. Um, but yeah, if we could get that, Miles, uh, <laughs> that we would definitely have to pack his bags. And, and that's kind of the point here. There, there's a couple guys on the team that we've talked about. Um, okay, it was a meme. It was yeah, a meme. No, nothing from Shams. Thank you, Rob. From- Thank you, Rob. It was a meme. It's okay. I've been I've been got by the memes multiple times today. There's all the LSU Keishon Butte stuff. I don't even want to get into it. But the, the point is he deleted all of his stuff, right? And then I mm-hmm. saw like something this morning from another meme account, and it, but it was like disguised as a real one, and I believed it for like a good like minute. So, anyways, sorry. Right. We've all been got. <laughs> we've all been gotten like that. Uh, it, did they? Did the Lakers make a trade recently? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Donovan Mitchell going to the Cavs. That's what's happened since we since we and Pat Bev going to the Lakers for. That's uh, right. Tht Horton Tucker and somebody else. I think. Yo, yeah. I can't wait to see Pat Bev and Braun on the same team. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something. It's gonna be a show. Oh my gosh! All right, Miles has got a question for us. He says, "How committed do you think we are to being bad? Really bad this year." Um, well, I don't think pop or the players want to be bad at all. I think we're just in this unfortunate situation where our roster is not up to snuff. We're all very young team. We don't have an all-star. It's just a fact. Like we, we want to win a championship. I think even the front office would like us to be competitive, but we're not going to be, um, I I don't think it's a tank. I think it's just, we are now (laughs) in that spot and we might as well embrace it yeah i'm i'm with you i don't think they're necessarily committed to being bad i just think we're gonna be bad yeah (laughs) is what it is uh ayala isabel we appreciate you being in here uh thank you for the shout out we'll be out here making spurs content over the next couple weeks doing some position breakdowns but yeah going back to jay rich any kind of final thoughts on just you know, his strengths and things that he brings to the team. I know we kind of pretty much covered all of it, but any other thoughts on him under under the circumstances that he stays? Do we think he's mainly going to be the backup too? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and, and it's this is kind of the switchability thing too, where like him and Wieskamp are so similar. It's like they can literally just switch back and forth between two and three on defensive rotations or even on offense because they're just, I mean, they're the same. They're not the same player, but... They're very similar in the way that they're going to be shooters for us off ball um, in in that two to three position. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Yeah, and uh, I agree though, Ayala. Um, I think that Jay Rich is a big help. I hope we keep him too. Like like Ethan said, you know, we we it'd be nice to kind of keep him for the rest of his career during this time because he can just kind of fit in on, on any team. So really like uh, what Jay Rich brings to the table, but we will have to see with how many guards we just drafted. So yeah, I think he'd be fine with being a third string or two. Maybe that's me yeah. just looking too much into it, but I think he really does like San Antonio. I Yes, I don't know if he'd be fine with being a third stringer, but I definitely do think that he does like San Antonio. I think he kind of likes, uh, I think he likes playing for Pop. Like there was the tweet, we, we've talked about this before, but I'll go back to it. As soon as he got traded to the Spurs, he went back to a tweet he made watching the 2013-14 finals and was like, I want to gre- play for Greg Popovich someday. And then he was you know, it's just like the prayer hands emoji or something, you know, um, I may have butchered that a little bit, but the point is he was like, I'm glad that it happened eventually. So it's something he's, he's had admiration for pop for a while. There's not a lot of role players like him that are like, I want to go play in San Antonio. So, um, you kind of want to value that when you have it. Cause there's a lot of dudes who don't want to play in San Antonio. Yeah. Okay. So our man, Aaron L says, what kind of contract would Trey Jones have if we keep him? So this year, it, we would literally just be accepting his like 1.7 million option. So basically a minimum. Um, and moving forward, I would say like 9, 8 million if he has a solid year this year. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can talk about our man Malachi Branham now. He will probably be in Austin, but... Um, I think we're definitely, I think we'll still see some minutes from him in San Antonio at some point this year for sure. Um, so, you know, we, we watched him in summer league, didn't have the, well, no, who am I think? Primo had a bad summer league. He had Malachi? A, a up and down one. It was kind of yeah. rough. Talking about Malachi? Yeah. It was inconsistent. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm, I'm kind of having to re-jog my memory here. So, yeah. But he did have, he had like one game where he kind of finally caught mm-hmm. fire at the end. But it was also weird for him because, and this is something that we kind of talked about in the last episode and when he got drafted, where he can kind of play one through three, but still at Ohio State, he was kind of playing that one-two role. Like he was taking the ball up the floor at the end and facilitating a little bit more, at least getting screens and was the main part of the offense, which contributed to him in his last 10 games for them, you know, averaging 20 points, playing well in March Madness, etc., but then when he got on the team this year, you have Primo and Blake Wesley in the backcourt. So they were mainly playing Malachi as kind of a three off ball mm-hmm. shooter. And I think that that kind of, he just didn't really have the opportunities to shoot as much in that situation. Cause if you've seen Blake Wesley tape, he's very aggressive, likes to have the ball in his hands and likes to go to the rack. And then of course, Primo coming into this year was supposed to be the star of the summer league team. So it was like, obviously he's going to get those touches and then it just kind of left Malachi in no man's land, you know, standing on the three point line for most of the games. Yeah. Yeah. I like Malachi. I think he'll probably play in the second half of the season, probably after the all-star break, especially if Jay rich is traded or the team is shaken up somehow. Doug McDermott gets traded. Who knows what happens, but I think that's the case for all of three of our rookies. Actually, they'll probably play after the deadline. Um, but I like his game. He reminds me a little bit more of Steve Smith the more I look at his game. Steve Smith came in as a point guard, ended up being a shooting guard. He liked to post up. He was very versatile. Later in his career, he became a very good spot-up shooter with the Spurs. 
But early on, he was a, a physical guard that could get post up at the high post, you know, make moves from there, and be a 20 points per game scorer uh, on any given night. And I think that's what his ceiling can be at that level. And Steve Smith was an all-star. So, like, not, not saying he's just going to be some role player. I think that's a high enough ceiling to give a rookie of his caliber. Um, Where did we draft him again? We drafted him at 22 or 20. Here. Something like check. that. Yeah, it, it was in the 20s, though. It, he fell because I remember the guys in the, in the, yeah. um, on ESPN and I mean, they were, yeah. And he was also like, I remember he was at the top of like Jay Bylas's best available for like 10 picks or something. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. He can be a capable playmaker, I think. Like you said, we drafted him at the 20. Ball down the court. 20. He can bring yeah. the ball down the court like Steve Smith. He can create his own shot out of the post or off the dribble. Um, I know we said defensively maybe he's not the best at this point, but I think he has the tools to, to get to a certain level to be competitive on that end of the court. It's just uh, – I think it was really just a confidence thing, like you said, in the summer league. I think if he gets a little more In a brand new role. In a brand new role – It'll be there'll be definitely a learning curve, um, but down the road, long term, I think he has the potential to be what we were hoping Lonnie Walker would be, which is just a scoring machine off the bench at that guard position that can and who's way you... more controlled and won't turn it over all the time. Yes, yes, exactly. But he did turn it over a lot, and then in summer league, I don't know if you remember that, like he had that a hard true. time catching the ball and holding on to it. So hopefully, he's able to fix that. Um, I'm sure. It's just For the record, bad. though, Primo had a lot of turnovers in summer league, yeah. also. Our summer league was really Blake weird. Wesley was the like guy yeah, who kind of played Barlow. the best. Like Blake Wesley yeah, and Dom Barlow were were kind of the best two players. Yeah, but, <laughs> Even but though, shout like, out to him. We kind of knew they won't be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I still think he has a high upside. I'm not ready to write him off yet. Um, second half of the season, I expect some meaningful minutes. Hopefully. Yeah, that's. I think that's a good you know, comparison. Cause even though we drafted him at 20, he's somebody who was projected to be a lottery pick. So it's like, you know, this, if he would have, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but the point is where <laughs> if you have someone who's considered to be a lottery type player, like them playing later in their first year after developing mm-hmm. in the G league, I think is a, is a reasonable expectation for him, even though it looks like he was a 20th pick. And that's kind of the same thing with Blake Wesley too. Like he, he was somebody else who was kind of, it was both of them were kind of at the top of that buyless big board. And so both were kind of considered, considered steals a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting. Th- that'll be a fun backcourt to watch in mm-hmm. Austin though, just to talk about that. And I think it'll work out better for both of them because like, that's how they're going to play when they're in San Antonio and they won't have, pr- I mean, they're going to have Primo when they get to San Antonio, but when they're in Austin, they won't have Primo like in combination with the two of them. So they yeah. can actually like, play their roles together and be the two main, you know, guards on the team mm. and get comfortable in this person. Yes. Yes. And have opportunity to play their game, you know, without having yeah. to kind of be a makeshift six, five, three next to Primo. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. But like Malachi, I'm with you. I think he, he definitely has potential um, to be a solid starting shooting guard one day um i don't know if that's necessarily what his role will end up being on this team with you know so many guys like primo um and and other people on the roster and devin um but i think that when it comes to just his career overall outlook it it seemed i mean i'm very happy with the draft this year We, we talked about it before but that's kind of when you look at all the downsides of all the trades and everything 
you know, who knows? I forget like even where a lot of those moves came from. I know the Boston pick was obviously from the Derek White trade. Um, and then the other one was the Toronto pick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wow. Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks That's... trade. And that, or was and, that the you know, DeMar well, trade? See, that's what I'm saying. I think it was the DeMar trade. Because, no, that was the Bulls. Who no, knows? that's 2025. So Anyways, yeah. no, but the point is, no, but that Thad trade, it comes from the DeMar trade because we got Thaddeus Young, right? Didn't Thaddeus Young come over with DeMar? I don't with even Chicago. know. With Chicago, yeah, yeah. He came over okay. with, yeah. That's right, yeah. So, and DeMar we got from the Kawhi trade, right? You see yes. how it, like, all led to getting Blake Wesley, Um <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, it all led (laughs) at the end of the day, the Kawhi trade led to Blake Wesley. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Jakob and Keldon and Blake Wesley is what we got out of Kawhi. You know, I forgot about this and this is a great question, Miles, because he is, he is a two. And the question for people listening on podcast, he's talking about Romeo Langford as a two. And so here's the thing though, if we're going to go through threes, like looking at that for, for next episode, what you've got ideally KJ, which probably won't happen. Um, mm-hmm. and then Wieskamp and Romeo, right? Doug, but he might, oh, be Doug, four. that's who I forgot. Yeah, yeah, but he'll probably play the four. Romeo is a weird one because he is technically a two, but he can't shoot at all. So it's yeah. like you, you kind of want your shooting guard to shoot, hence the name, <laughs> but. He's a he's a solid slasher. He's a he's a terrific he's defender. He's solid. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's really good at defense. Like, yeah, like I hope he gets some minutes, but I don't know who he take minutes away from. I don't know what position he'll play because I think when he finally did get minutes last year, he was playing the three. Yep, and he was just taking the ball to the hoop, and he played well. I thought I thought he played very well. No, he then, the only thing that was terrible was. His jump shot. When when he took a jump shot, you were like, "Oh God!" But other than that, like he was he was all right. Like he, yeah, he really didn't do anything wrong. Other than that, he just played good defense, made some good shots. Uh, I don't even think that his shooting numbers were that bad, Miles, because he only took like one three for us. But when he took it, it was an air ball, and it was like one of the ugliest jumpers I've ever seen. Yeah, and the Boston fans, that's like been their their complaint mm-hmm. ever since they drafted him was like he just can't shoot. Like so, everything else he's solid at, but Yeah. One of the best players coming out of high school, one of the best players coming out of college, just never learned how to shoot. So You know, the one thing I am forgetting though, Ethan, whenever we're talking about KJ playing the the 3 or potentially playing the 4, um mm-hmm. is Kind of what our man Aaron L is talking about here. Should Roby be a power forward or a center? And I think he should definitely be a power forward. Yeah. <laughs> so that Keldon can play the, the three. And so here's the thing. There, there are going to be some times when you play Roby at that four position where he does get exposed a little bit on the perimeter. But offensively, he can shoot from outside. Not a sniper, but he is enough to be a decent stretch four. And he's still got the post skills. Like, he's still an actual big, which is what you want your four or your five to be. Yes, in today's modern NBA, you want them to be able to stretch the floor, especially your four. But you want them to be able to play inside a little bit. And that's the thing that we haven't really had. And it's not that Keldon doesn't have the strength to do it. He just doesn't have the height to. Isaiah Roby, he has the size and he has the strength. So... And if he took a little bit of that pounding off Keldon's body, who knows how much better Keldon could be offensively. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. And with Keldon on the perimeter more with his shooting jump after last season, that that's just another reason why, why he has to play that three. So that's kind of what I was talking about. Roby's defense, you know, on the perimeter, there's some times where he's going to get beat, but in the post, he's pretty solid. I mean, he's not, he's not all NBA. He's not really great at defense, but he's not bad either. He's not abysmal. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's going to be better than he's going to have a better shot at contesting some of these fours than Kelton would. And he's be, he's better inside than Doug McDermott. <laughs> yes, yes. So <laughs> that's the other thing. If we play Doug at the four, oh my gosh. And he's probably better inside than Kata. <sighs> yeah, but Kata's oh, probably yeah. slightly better on the perimeter. Yeah. Slightly. Mm-hmm. Defensively, defensively, yeah. he's better. So who? See, I know we got to get into that later, but I'm just thinking about that now. Like, who really are going to be the fours? Isaiah, I guess if we keep Kata, Kata, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan, that's who I was forgetting. Yeah. yeah. Or talk to him. Potentially Doug McDermott or Keldon Johnson. Oh. <sighs> yeah. We will have to see. Let's see what basketball reference has to say about Langford. He said he shot 30, 43% from the floor and 34% for three in limited minutes. It's got to be misleading, dude. Yeah. Misleading. You, you got to go watch. The, the, no, okay, 43% from the floor, 100% believe it. But go watch go watch Romeo Langford jump shots from last year, and you'll be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I hope he proves this wrong. I hope, like you said, I hope- Chip saved him before Chip left, and he comes in and he's just sniping. Like, I would gladly take that. But and just I would be like, screw I've you, seen- Boston. Look who yeah. he gave us. But based on what we've seen so far, it's uh, not, not looking like the case. But fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Yeah, I'm with you. Any any kind of final thoughts on the shooting guard position overall before we wrap this thing up, Ethan? I think the shooting guard is probably one of our best positions. We've got solid play is from, from Devin. We've got a vet that can provide depth minutes. And then a, a young up-and-coming guy. Who knows what he's going to be? And we can look forward to watching him play in the second half of the season. So as far as strength, strong positions go, this is probably the strongest in my opinion. I like that. I like that. Um, what was I going to say? So I'm just kind of thinking about this, Ethan, like, should we watch some Austin Spurs games this year and react? We probably should. Probably should. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking about. Cause I'm like, if Sohan, like if all of our first round picks are playing in Austin, like, I don't know, we're obviously still going to, do mainly Spurs coverage, but I think from time to time we should do a game or two where they're all playing and mm-hmm. just kind of talk about their performance down there. Granted, that can be misleading, Lucas Samanich, but um, I don't think any of these guys are going to be like him. So, fingers crossed. Big fingers crossed. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you on the shooting guards. I mean, I, I like it. We kind of have a that's a pretty easy set thing. You got your young, hopeful breakout player in Devin a solid bet as the backup and then your future rotation player in Austin, who's a first round pick from Ohio state. So feel pretty and maybe good a it. sleeper with my boy mm-hmm. Romeo, if he can learn how to shoot. <laughs> and, and Romeo's going to come out averaging 30, 10 threes, so. 10 threes a game. I hope so. <laughs> Please. He's just pulling up from the, uh, the new self logo. Might as well let him shoot. Go ahead, Romeo. Shoot. 10 Romeo's going to pull up from, the self Spurs billboards in San Marcos. Let that thing fly. And is shooting a hundred percent. Let it fly. 
Oh my god. Let's start that. Hashtag let it fly, Romeo Lang. Let it fly, Romeo. Free Romeo. <laughs> this is oh. gonna be so funny when he gets cut at the end of when he gets cut. Database beats him out. Oh no. Database will never leave. Oh gosh. Man, this is an interesting training camp. And it's September. So training camp's only like a couple weeks away. I think it starts in like two weeks because the season starts in October. Yep. Get underway. All right, Ethan. Any any final thoughts for SSPN? Stay with us, fans. I know it's going to be a rough year, but stay with us. It we is. got more content coming. Yes, yes. And we are in the adult world too, but, mm. but especially when the season starts, like we'll be doing more game recaps and stuff like that in the Austin Spurs content, like we mentioned. So yeah. we appreciate y'all. Floyd Kizzy, we didn't say what's up to you. You said, yo, guys, thank you for being in here. All 15 of you in here right now at the end of this live stream. We know, we know others will come in, but if you guys being here right now, we appreciate y'all a lot. If you want to stay updated with us, follow us on Twitter. I know I didn't do it today, um, but usually we do tweet out a link. And still, even if you miss it, if you follow us on Twitter, you're going to see that there was an episode, so you can go back and watch it. And also, don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed the channel. We appreciate all y'all. Y'all are awesome. And we'll catch y'all in the next one.